your call. It is your game. It is your creation. Oh my God, theory for playing the game. Whatever you focus upon becomes your truth. Now it is. Hey man. Hello. Hello. How's it going? It's good man. We just really haven't dropped in. We haven't dropped in on the old pod. Um, the potty. It's been busy. It's been busy. What have we been busy with, Skip? Tell, tell the people. People probably want to know a little bit about the inner workings of our of our lives and and such. Well, it's it's you know it's pretty cool time. I think it's uh, starting to be spring out there, gorgeous weather, and it's kind of bringing in this new wave of potential shows and. Not just potential shows, but actual shows. Actual show. Well, they haven't happened yet, so they're still potential. Well, they're confirmed. Yeah, that's true. But and they're know, sold out. I never and stuff. Yeah, not, yeah. Until I'm there. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's been it's been good, man. Busy. I mean, you know, dang. Yeah, and then we have the new album coming out um, on April 9th. So we're doing a bunch of stuff with that. It's a lot of work. Um, we're planning all like the merch packages and getting those all ready to ship out. And, um, we're doing the sweepstakes thing. We're doing the sweepstakes right now where if you like pre-order the album or like, there's a bunch of different ways you can enter and earn points in the sweepstakes, but we have all these like really cool prizes we're giving away. Um, you can check that out on the, on the socials. It's pretty much plastered everywhere, Yeah. but we're giving away some dope prizes. We're giving away our very own microphone that we used to record the last three albums with and it's signed and it's in a glass display case it's pretty pretty epic thing to win it seems weird from my perspective of having that be an epic thing to win because it's like kind of whatever but i understand how that you know feels from someone who's like really you know into the music and like you know i understand i understand there is a well it's cool then it's like comes in a glass case and it's like an yeah. art- it's an artifact man i mean that's a piece of history there's something weird like about it's like my ego doesn't like that i have an ego kind of a thing so it's like anything that's like glorifying the coolness of my band i naturally go oh i shouldn't feel that way about it or, you <laughs> yeah, know what i mean it's like a it, weird yeah. it's a weird like ego self defense thing <coughs> well, it's, anywho, it's an attempt to be humble, which is yeah, as good as any, I suppose. Yeah. Does wanting to be humble come from your ego, though? Absolutely, because it's like I want people to think that I'm humble, so or, they think or, I'm really, so they really like me, so I'm good. Well, anytime we're essentially aiming for a moral goal, we are planted. We're rooted in ego. Yeah. It's like, you know, we just do our best with what we got. Yeah. I mean, it's good to be humble. It's just a good thing. You know, naturally, it. Um, I think it greases the wheels of um, communication between people when somebody is in a space of, of not taking their own life too seriously. Well, it's just like general mindfulness, right? It's like, yeah. how am I coming across to others and how am I like, through what energy am I associating to my life's events? 
Yeah. And there's something to be said for just being a natural, like to be in a natural space of, of being excited about something. Like for me, I guess I try to not, I try to, I, I feel like when I'm watching my actions as if I'm trying to make them look a certain way, that they're not necessarily coming off that way. If that makes sense. Yeah. It's like when you think too much about it, it makes it weird. It makes the it weird. I mean, you know, life. trying like attempting to be humble is is essentially not humble. <laughs> yeah, it's it's more about not taking your own self so seriously. That it's a step. It's one step better than than being self absorbed, though. Sure, it's, it's still like, you know it's an interesting conversation because it gets into an esoteric realm of, you know, when somebody's actually thinking about what they're doing and trying to be away and aim for something, they have an ideal of what they want. And so therefore, by insinuating an ideal of what they want, they're insinuating a level of guilt for not achieving it. Mm -hmm. And so it's interesting to, to, to act naturally is like a Zen, Zen concept. It means acting immediately without any sort of trepidation. Well, that's authenticity, right? Yeah, and it's, it's about not like thinking about the route or the path. It's about just walking it without, you know, uh, with abandoning essentially the idea of one way being better than the other. Yeah, it's like that's true non-duality. So it's like embracing all of the all of the sides of yourself and not shunning any, Oh, if I ever get mad or upset, then it's bad. So I'm not going to do that. Like, as opposed to doing that, you're kind of like fully embracing all the aspects of yourself. Yeah. And that's, I think that's the modern day shadow work because we, yeah. we've been, we've been inundated in, in today's culture with, you know, Oh, shadow work. You know, we have to, we have to, we have to, find our shadow and, and work on it. And we need to make the shadow better. In reality, what the shadow is, is a part of yourself that you rejected. It's not necessarily bad. It's just the part that you thought was in, uh, unacceptable for yeah. society. And so it's about like accepting what you are in order that will in effect change it. So like by accepting your shadow, by accepting what you are at any given moment, you can act authentic, uh, uh, like authentically, and move towards something that you that you want to experience, yeah. and then you're by not denying that part, you're bringing that part along with you for the ride. It's the classic uh, what we resist persists. persists. Universal truth. Yeah, man. Yeah. Hmm. So it's very it's very interesting being a human being. It I is. Find. Yeah, we got we really got straight into the nitty gritty here. I was like kind of going for we're going to have some kind of gra <laughs> some grounded talk in the beginning about our lives. Well, you know what I so here's the grounded talk. Yeah. You know what I find is like in times of so we've had a year to sit sit I wouldn't say we've been sitting around because we've been very busy during that year. But during that year of being able to contemplate, it's almost as if we didn't how do I say this? Like when I get busy again, I feel as if I'm so busy that I start neglecting the components of my own mysticism and existential life yeah. that I'm used to keeping in perspective and keeping mm -hmm. myself in, I don't know, like you, you're grounded, yet you are rooted in you know, the things you believe, the principles you believe in. And so I find myself getting swept up in the day to day and then, you know, going, okay, yeah. Did you, did you sit with yourself today? Did you 
like check in? Did you have that moment where you were like, okay, yeah, was that clear? Did that um, come off right um, to my own self? You know, how, how did how did I feel about that? And checking in, mm-hmm. you know, and so. But that's life, you know. It's life. It's, life. it's easy for a uh, young bachelor such as yourself <laughs> to have a lot of time to sit around in your mystic world. For me, it's like full on all the time because I'm, you know, I'm with family and my baby. Daddy daycare. Daddy daycare. And um, <clears throat> so, yeah, it's always well, I mean, like we, that for it's me. It's like finding, it's finding, well, I, I can't speak for you. I can only speak for myself, but it's regardless of what you're doing or, or how you're doing it, it's, it's about finding those moments of, of, of checking in or, you know, rebalancing and getting a little meditate, a little meditate. <clears throat> yeah. Life has felt, um, a little bit hectic the past two yeah. weeks, like overwhelming. Um, and I've talked to a lot of people that have been mirroring that same feeling to me. Yeah. And so I think it's kind of an, an Aries, the energy yeah the and the switch last night from the full moon so it was crazy last night Dude, did you have a crazy night yesterday oh bro i had a very crazy day yesterday i had a crazy the day was fine but then the evening was crazy do you want to tell you the story do you want to finish your thought first no please tell me the story so last night so here in bend oregon <clears throat> there was a windstorm yesterday it was violent yeah brutal like a bunch of trees in the neighborhood. I'm sure that people like died in this windstorm because it was like absolutely violent. Trees uprooted all over town. Yep. Um, my my uh, honeysuckle bush outside got up. You see that? We had a we had like a, a a veritable halfway house at my house last night because oh. my 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 um, one of my roommates is living, leaving on a trip mm-hmm. and uh, she was out um, preparing food out in. A rural part of Bend, the DR Dub. Yeah, and, and then you hear about Jesse's thing, whole thing. That oh happened. yeah, and yeah. she got evacuated. Yeah, and, so there's fires, and so um, yeah, uh, my roommate was at a, 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 a house, and trees crashed through the house, almost hit one of the people in the face. Whoa! Um, barely missed her dog. Came through the house, and destroyed the house, decimated it, like d- destroyed a Lexus out in the. She came home absolutely. T- like torn apart she was in shock it was it was like it was an intense vibe and it was like bright on the full moon crazy and just yeah everybody was was feeling it you know it was an intense energy and it was like that 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 transition from aries just yeah. to it just it just crashed right into libra <laughs> yeah. and it was a trip man yeah big energy last night for sure yeah and so yeah all that was happening on my end and then this is like sunday night at like 10 p.m. And then I start, I got a, a call about a show, a business call, and then long conversation. Then while I'm on the phone, someone else calls me. So then I answer that one. And then while I'm on the phone with them, someone else calls me. Yep. And then while I'm on the phone, phone with them, someone else calls me. It's like all this energy was just like. It was. It was really. It was crazy. It was really sort of like. It was like hard to go to sleep. It, it felt like, like a very manic um, time in humanity. Like everybody was like reaching out and talking things through. And it was pretty intense. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, how do we get here to this combo? Well, you know who knows how these. It's not how you get there; it's where where you're you're headed. That's right. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I was saying it just felt everything's felt a little um, intense lately. Yeah. Um, So does with the full moon? Is the energy supposed to change? 
Tell me why, Skip. Well, typically, I mean, you know, in any any situation, the full moon lasts. It's got a little bit of a of, of a portal of a few days that mm-hmm. when it's at its peak and when it kind of crests and goes goes back down. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, it's. I think beyond beyond just the uh, you know astrological events that have been happening, it's been a very um, interesting time because we're seeing humanity like start to come alive again. And after a year of being isolated, I think there's. I think that there's emotional repercussions that are happening. I think there's within- a lot of people that got used to just not going out and being scared, and they're still in that cycle. Well, what I was speaking to, what I was getting at, is I, I feel like you don't you don't put people into their houses for a whole year without emotional repercussions for every human being. You yeah. know, whether or not you had a relatively normal experience or it was absolutely crazy like it was for me Uh um it's still it's still a matter of you know um those things coming down and and now that everything's kind of spring's coming stuff's opening up again i think we're we're having an emotional it's it's an uh, like a emotional resemblance to some sort of idea of normalcy but we're realizing that there's still like whoa that was really crazy yeah <laughs> you know yeah and uh so yeah everybody anybody that's going through whatever you're going through i i, I feel you it's like I, I think everybody has their own version of um it being absolutely life-changing in one way or another so i'm excited my my highest excitement right now is to be able to go out and um deliver the music that we've been creating and um be able to you know commune with some people and have that actually touch some hearts because that to me is the most exciting thing i can think of doing really yep and we're doing a live stream on friday aren't we we are that is correct Yeah, we've been practicing a bunch we've had like three weekends in a row um i'm talking to the people now not you okay you can just listen okay we've had we've been practicing a bunch because like we've gone months without playing shows so it's like relearning how to play relearning all the songs getting and i'm a little nervous still just to play show i know after one show i'll be like oh yeah that was badass i'm back at it but there's this like side of me that's like all right i hope i remember how to do this good it'll be fine but we have a um a live stream we're doing on uh this friday at 6 p.m pacific time and that's going to be through our YouTube and our Facebook and probably our Twitch, too. I think we're using the Restream app. So everyone can come check that out. We're going to be playing some new songs off the new album. And just kind of hanging out and having a good time and talking via yeah. a, um, a live stream platform. What I have found is that I really do not like live streams at all. Yeah, you know, they're just completely different animals. It's a placeholder for something that's really, really cool, which is the live show energy exchange. And um, it's better than not having anything, but it's not nearly as good as a real show. Well, I would just say that for me, I don't really find them very fun. This is really good promotion for the live stream, huh? Well, this is going to be an actually, this is going to be a different live stream because it's going to be a, a, a full stage, full band. We're going to have a blast because it's going to feel exactly like being at a show. It's it's a different situation when you're, you know, stuck in your studio and yeah. you don't... That's true. I mean, no matter where you could, we could be riding a dragon or something crazy for a live stream, but you're still, you do not have the 
energy reciprocation aspect. Well, let's be, of, what it'll, be, it'll be cool for this particular situation because there'll be actually some people there. It's not going to be a show, but you have if you have a, anybody watching you or or being a part, there'll be of, like like a solid audience of like three people, three people, or you know, I'm sure you know somebody here or there might show up. Yeah, we'll see. but um, it's it's a different that's a different animal. I'm actually I'm actually pretty excited about that for a couple of reasons. One is. Um, it's going to be good practice. It's going to be great practice, but it's also going to be very fun to um, get on that stage with all the lights because the the ballroom we are doing it at Midtown is yeah. uh, it's absolutely beautiful when that stage gets cracking, and so we'll have good sound. It'll be awesome. We'll have yeah. a lot of fun, and we get to play some new stuff and get to see everybody. So I'm actually kind of excited about that. One. Okay, I'm more excited now that you are. Yeah. Um, but I know what you mean, man. You know, like live streams, it's a funny disconnect because you you are essentially, it almost feels more of a public service than it does a it, reciprocal. It does. It feels like you're doing it for... For, for others. Yeah, and, and which is cool to do, but it's hard to do something for other, others indefinitely without any sort of, you know, energy boost from it. Yeah, and... Um, I think when anytime the message or energy can reach, it's a good thing. Mm-hmm. But it's even better when it can um, when it can be reciprocated by a live audience because that creates a sort of a circuit. So when you have musicians on stage putting energy out, and then audience members putting energy back into you, it becomes a, this this circuit of energy. Mm-hmm. And I think some things come through that that could not be reached other ways. Yeah. It's like um, the combined energy, it's like the collective energy holds way more, like there's way more that can come through the collective energy of a group of people that are all united. Like, mm-hmm. And through the music, people end up, even if they're not aware of energy, don't even believe in the fact that these are, you know, facts of our physical world they end up uniting their energy towards the same focus, yeah. you know, and the lyrics and the words, um, the themes and the songs end up becoming like inherently like alive. Yeah. Well, they're essentially like guiding the, the collective meditation yeah. or, you know, the energy of everyone. And that, and uh, it's in those cases where there's huge crowds and the vibe is really high that, I feel like I become like a conduit mm-hmm. and the energy starts flowing through me and it's like comes from beyond. I don't even have to think about it. It's quite a, uh, that's, and that's, that's what I mean. You know, it's like, that's the, that, that energy circuit creates a battery and it's like this, this thing that it gets so high that you can get to places that I guess a live stream, like a, if I'm talking about a live stream, like, you know, you and me sitting in a studio broadcasting a live stream, you just can't really reach that. You yeah, can't really reach that. I mean, there was the live stream that we did at the Hive where... Again, because it was a live stage and there was people there. That's the that's, that's the difference. That's true, man. Um, that's true. Having it, you know, whether or not there's two people in the audience or 200, you can still create a deep, kinetic, deep experience for everybody involved so those things are different that was a very fun show and uh very fun that's why i know the midtown is going to be hopping 
Yeah, that show, the thing that I remember most about the Hive show was that towards the very end of the stream, I reached over and I saw Maddie was hitting his little vape pen. And I, and I asked him for a hit and he's like, yeah, I gave it to him. I took one hit off the vape pen. And for some reason, like I took way too big of a hit and I was like coughing. This is during the live stream. And I got so stoned, bro. I was like hallucinating. I remember. Yes. And I was like having to relearn how to play all the songs. <laughs> yeah. And then I was like learning how to play the songs in like slightly new ways. And like, it was like so <laughs> fucking yeah. trippy, dude. That's it was crazy. Funny. It was like super awkward, but awesome. Yep. There's something magical about altering your consciousness and playing music and being able to like I noticed that if I use cannabis and sit down and like noodle it like opens up a whole crazy realm of yeah. new shit yeah it's a it's a it's a deep one um that's you know that's a god-given right to be able to play with your own consciousness enough to know who you are and those things can be doorways to new experiences i think that's a that's a that's a very true statement a lot of people feel that way you know mm. ganja ganja <clears throat> so the new song that we just dropped the offering with sizzla and skillinja um it's one of my personal favorite tunes on the album. And I'm particularly excited about this song and this release because we are working on some really cool ideas surrounding the song. The music video, which we've released kind of, you know, there's like snippets of the idea, which is this kind of 8-bit video game thing. Very excited about it. And then, in conjunction with that, we're talking about releasing our first ever NFTs, non-fungible tokens, in conjunction with this music video. The music video is not going to be done for a few weeks, but I'm really excited about this. Um, really because the NFT, the, the, the NFT world right now, it, I think it's very foreign and strange to people. If, no, if you don't know what that means, that means a non-fungible token. It's a, a kind of a, a digital currency. It's a, it's a, it's a unique digital asset that, that you can um, sell. And artists and musicians have started putting their stuff through these types of networks and selling them as NFTs. And the reason that it's very, very exciting for musicians and artists is because it's completely decentralized, meaning there is no music industry, there's no art dealers, it's just direct artist to purchaser. That's very exciting. And um, I do believe that this is the future of uh, the music industry, the future of... It's the f future of currency in general. It's the future of currency, and it's the, it's the future of, um, you know, it's, it's, going to, it's going to hold so many solutions for humanity. Yeah, and can bring altruism back into the, um, the sphere of um, money as influence. And so... You, you, we're we're going to see altruistic people actually gathering wealth wealth again, yeah. And they're not. It's not going to be the greedy types. It'll put the it'll put the wealth back into the hands of of the righteous, the people that are actually here to do work for others as well as themselves and to make the world a better place. Mm -hmm. Versus how do I hoard this money, turn into this greed machine? Yeah. And you know, it's a competitive nature that we that we deal with now. 
Mm. There's a competitive nature to, you know, the way currency is currently. And yeah. so this can, this can, this can do that, man. And it's really, it's, it's a very exciting thing because I think it's like, um, I see it being, you know, prophecy coming to pass in a lot of ways. And just another reason why this time is so amazing to see so much change in such a small window of time. I mean, you know, 10 years ago, they were talking about the quickening and now it's like the quickening is quickened. <laughs> it's faster and Nested faster. quick. Strawberry yeah. flavor. That's right. Yeah. Um, if you guys don't, if anyone wants to learn about NFTs, I suggest checking it out because we are going, and if you guys are all about like getting some crazy kind of unique, exclusive, uh, indubious NFT, um, stay tuned because that is going to be coming pretty soon. We're already working on it. We've got a team of, of smart people helping us. And um, just go, go start researching. Thank God we have smart people. Yeah. Yeah, it's important. But there's different ways. Uh, there's different markets where you can buy NFTs. There's a th there's the Ethereum blockchain, and then there's um, Ghost Market, which uses um, a token called Soul, and uh, it's far more eco friendly, meaning they don't have to use a bunch of energy to mine it. And that's most likely where we're going to be releasing it. We haven't confirmed that yet, but. Go check it out. It's really, really a cool world that is emerging. Yeah. I'm excited about it. Yeah. Exciting times for sure. Um, I'm really excited about um, releasing this album and getting to actually play some shows, man. I'm, I can't tell you yeah. how exciting it is. <laughs> you can. You can tell me. Well, you don't have to tell me because... Because I'm, I'm right I can't there. tell you. I'm right there with you. We have announced... Um, a handful of shows. First two of the shows sold out in five days, which is great to see. And we're going to be announcing uh, more dates because the shows in Bend and Portland sold out so fast that um, we're probably, I'm saying probably to keep it mysterious, but we're definitely going to um, announce more shows at the in those towns. In con so like basically consecutive shows because not a lot of people got to get in the show because the, all the capacities are reduced. And then we're also doing um, in Southern Oregon in Cave Junction the show with uh, Mike Love and Alcyon Massive on the seventeenth, and that show is an outdoor show in Cave Junction. It's going to be Alcyon Massive, and you're going to Mike Love it. You're going to Mike Love it. Yep. Good one. <laughs> I, don't know how to I have it. no idea. Like when it gets quiet after a joke like that, it's just like that was a bad joke. I have right. no idea how to follow it up. Is all it is. Yeah. Well, hey. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's that interesting point in improv radio where you're kind of like staring at each other, thinking yeah. about who's going to say what next. Yeah, I don't really got anything. Me neither. You know, um, there's uh, a quote in the Bible. I don't know the exact quote, but the gist... Oh, here we go. No, just kidding. I don't, I don't, I don't know the exact quote, but the gist of it is like when, when um, Jesus was going to step up to the podium to speak, that he would come empty so the words of God could come through him. Because then when you plan, when you plan it out, you're essentially limiting your ability to be, to be that conduit, you know? And, um, <clears throat> that's the kind of the method that I use for most. Absolutely. Things. I mean, it, it's a, it's, 
it's possible for you to plan something out very specifically and um, have it come off pretty cool. But in order for it to be like absolutely fucking amazing, I'm all about like having that like real strong divine trust. Yeah. Yeah. It's a free fall, a faith free fall. And that's, I think that's where the, the most magic comes from. I'm the same way. And I think that the, the more I trust that, the, the deeper it can go in those spaces. And that's, that's the stuff. You don't have to rehearse to be yourself, Evan. Okay. Okay. There's a lot of talk right now about authenticity in the spiritual world. It's kind of this new hot topic like authenticity is the new is the new fire shit you know yeah it's all about being authentic and you know so this is we're specifically using this idea in conjunction in in relation to the idea of like speaking you know or like stepping up to the podium so to speak or but it applies across all different aspects of experience it's like not just about what you're going to say or what you're going to do. It's also about trust in everything that is happening and going, going on in your life. Yeah. It's like not trying to control it, not trying to make a script for your life. Like in the same way you try to make a script for your speech. It's like not trying to script your life because all you really end up doing is limiting the ways in which the magic and miracle and manifestation can be revealed to you through your own expectation. Yeah. And it's funny, you know, beings with this huge frontal cortex as a human being where you have the ability to self referentialize yourself constantly. And and you're the only, one of the only creatures, maybe dolphins that can actually see your own thoughts and cause your, your own self stress slugs can do that like too. for instance um if you were a if you were a let's say you were a gazelle and you're going to get eaten by something and a cheetah starts chasing you and you escape narrowly you know 10 minutes later you're eating, eating grass and you've forgotten the whole thing yeah where human human creatures can create a scenario they don't even they need to go to a therapist well, for hold on years. they don't even have there's not even a real cheetah there yeah they create the cheetah, they create the the end result of the fear that could happen if there was a cheetah and that cheetah might happen and and you can spend your whole time yeah. doing that. And that's that's a that's a very what that says to me is that our brains are very very powerful. But what's happening behind the scenes is irrelevant to our own thought. So, hmm. what is supposed to happen, the divine order of things is going to happen regardless of what we think or do. It's hmm. only going to be what we do to ourselves during that time that dictates how we respond to any situation. And so, you know, let's say you're just constantly stressed out, constantly stressed out. You miss so many opportunities that way. Hmm. And the universe is going, oh, yeah, how about this one? You want this one? No, you don't want that? Okay, why? Because you have 10 million reasons why you're scared of the thing it could be. And so, like, it's that's why I feel meditation is really important because when you can get to the point where you can watch your thoughts, you can realize you can let them go by. And it's like, you don't have to respond to every single thing you think. You can almost go, okay, that's the crazy brain throwing up ideas and that's fine. But does that, how does that make me feel? And so like when we make the primary objective, our emotions and how we feel, then we go like, is that thought worth thinking? Well, no, because it doesn't feel, (laughs) it doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good to think that. And so what could that bring for you? You think you're going to prepare well enough to avoid all disaster in your life? It's just mm. not the case. And so, you know, being more like 
the gazelle that goes something scary happens but yet they don't at 10 minutes later they're eating grass and like nothing like business as usual yeah but we live we relive the same moments over and over it could be 10 years ago and you're reliving that same moment consistently in every single one of your Mm -hmm. situations it's all about keeping it fresh yeah you know re re having having a refresh like a right now in the yeah. moment. And when you're living in the moment, you're not remembering any of the past, obviously, as inherent in the saying itself. Yeah. And you don't, you're, it's like, that's the place from where the magic comes. Just because we have these magnificent brains that are capable of all of this thought and memory and self-evaluation doesn't mean we should do it. doesn't mean we need to use it all the time. Well, it's, it's, a, it's a better secretary than a boss. <laughs> You know your 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 brain is is of it's it's good the way that it is. It's supposed to be that way. Mm. But when you let it when you let it do its thing versus you doing your thing, mm. and that's what I mean. We have the ability to see that we are an eye beyond our mind. Otherwise, we wouldn't be able to reference it. So, the fact that there is a you that's watching your thoughts is that right there is proof positive that something's going on beyond just us being an advanced monkey. You know, it's like we actually have something that can witness what's going on that is watching the whole thing un- unravel. And I think that's pure consciousness. That's, that is what, you know, if I'm looking at you as my brother, as Evan, I'm looking at you right now as a different person because that's how we're designed to view things. Yeah. But in reality, we're the same consciousness and we all are. And that's the way that the whole planet is. Mm-hmm. And so I always find it funny that everybody references themselves as I. You know, okay, you could say that's just speech, mm-hmm. but we all reference I from perspective, a perspective, and so that perspective is always the same. And so, no matter what, no matter who it is that's viewing it, we're all they're all viewing it from the same thing. They're mm-hmm. all viewing it from the same consciousness, the same I. That's why it's. That's why when you know people tell you we are all one, that's the that's the true, you know. That's the derivative of that saying. It's 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 deeper than than we even imagine because it's like, well, yeah, that's just the way things are. <laughs> yeah, and so we don't have any perspective on it, really. You know, it's like it's important to to pop yourself out of the frame of reality every once in once in a while and just go like, yeah, you know what? I I experienced something in my life that caused me to feel and think away. And I take that into every situation I go into and respond in that way mm-hmm. 10 times a day. And what is it? Why am I scared? Why am I worried? Why am I afraid? Why yeah. am I sad? Why, why do I do those things? And to really allow that feeling to come and like to, to let it you know, wash over you for a minute and then to at least to seek out its origins to 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 see where it came from, you know. Yeah. Um, I have been feeling lately like um, like personal growth and improvement is like a is almost just like a myth. It's like a mad man made idea, hundred percent. And it keeps us in this like this non satisfied mode. Like oh, because now I'm improving on this, improving on this, and. Do you actually have the ability to improve and work on yourself or does it just happen naturally over time? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's okay to yeah. have like the awareness of it and go, oh, this is something that is not working out for me in my life. But just just simply having that awareness 
is like that's part of the path and it yeah. it's like there's no way to mess up the outcome that's the that, outcome is i mean that's that's come up for me so much recently mm-hmm. that i can't deny it um and what i've kind of come to, the conclusion that i've come to for myself is that we as human beings believe we have free will mm-hmm. we believe that we're choosing and we're making choices like oh i could go I could wake up this morning and have the most productive day ever where I get everything done and I feel like a really good boy at the end of it. Mm-hmm. Or I could have the day where I woke up in bed, didn't go to work, ate Cheetos and watched movies all day. And I have a choice between those two things. I can choose that at any given mm-hmm. moment. What but, do you do for work? But can you? Can you choose that? Can you really choose that? Or are, are the certain, certain um, parameters that are determined within your life... <coughs> For instance, the Atlantic, which is like a, 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 a news publication, they published this article recently that was talking about determinism. And determinism is essentially that that there's that reality is predetermined by a set of um, things that can't be altered as easily as we think they can be. So. For instance, you know, if a human being is born into um, a certain class, a certain race, a certain um, geography, all of these things are are determined factors in their existence and how they're going to experience life. And they didn't really have any say in that, as far as we know. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it's kind of like free will is is something that we absolutely need to believe in order to believe that we are creating and doing things. But... Ultimately, I don't think you can screw up the outcome. And I feel like it's more like a movie than we believe it is. This life is more like a movie because time appears to be a linear tunnel. Mm -hmm. But if you zoom out, if you get to a a higher perspective, that's all already happened. Yeah. And so how you get there, how you kind of squirm the path... That is, you know, based on... Well, whether it's real or not, whether it's real or not that we can can affect our outcomes or not, it this particular viewpoint that we're talking about really lends itself towards, like, self-acceptance and yeah. not having stress and anxiety about not doing enough and understanding that the way you are right now is perfect. And it's like, it's through that lens that life just gets really easy. And, and then you have the ability just to kind of kick back and relax and enjoy the show. Yeah. I, I, I see it as having utility and that's actually why I was, why I was, where I was going with that was that it has usefulness to believe that everything mm-hmm. is divine as exactly as it is. And you can't mess it up because then your choices become unencumbered by, and then worry. you end up making better choices. You make better choices. Because you're not like, oh, I got to make that. You just go, oh, okay, choose this. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Choose the one that feels the best. Because you're going to get there anyway. Because you're going to get there anyway. Yeah. If you make this choice or that choice, you'll learn. <clears throat> and it's like, okay, you can't really improve yourself. So don't worry about that. Just do your best and you will improve naturally. It's not you improving yourself. It's the natural flow of energy that energy and vibration always goes upward when, when you don't hold it down with your own self judgment and expectation. Yeah. And so you, your vibration and quote unquote self improvement ends up happening faster 
by just through the understanding that you can't even do anything about it, which is a paradox because you're in one hand, you're saying, I can't do anything about it. And on the other hand, you're actually doing something about it by releasing your expectation of needing to control it. Well, and if, and if things are, if we take the, take the example of determinatives and if things are determined and you think you have choice, then if they're determined, then your, then your choices of deliberation are already made. And so yeah. like, whether or not you're like, well, okay, I'm going to hem and haw over whether or not I need to uh, have a salad or a donut right now. If I'm going to, if I'm going to do this, all I'm doing is making myself on uncom- donut salad. Well, all, <laughs> donut salad. all I'm doing is making myself uncomfortable. And so I think that for me, what I, what I like to, well, it's doubt, you're doubting yourself. It, well, it's what, I, what I'm, what I'm saying, what I'm saying is that I'm trying, I'm trying to get to um, a place where, in every action, I can't really do anything about the outcome, but I can enjoy the ride. And so, mm-hmm. to 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 be able to ease my own personal suffering in every moment just allows the things to be enjoyed and me to actually live presently, where you're not constantly worried about the future or thinking about the past. Mm. And so, like, how, how good do you feel on, on the way? If you're going to watch a movie, if let's say it is a movie, and you're watching the movie all the way through, did you spend two hours watching a movie that you didn't enjoy, or were you really enjoying it? And those, those are the things I think we do have choice over. We have choice Question, over what we listen to. Is it a Chuck Norris movie, or what are we talking about here? That, like Steven Seagal. That's a choose-your-own-adventure, brother. Steven you know, Seagal. Steven Seagal. <coughs> um, yeah, I mean, you know... You name them, brother. Van Dam, Vin Diesel, Vin Diesel, Ernest P. Worrell, Kung Fu Master Ernest P. Worrell. Yeah. Hi Vern. <laughs> hey Vern. <laughs> um, that those movies were epic, dude. Do you remember the one? Do you remember the one where it was like Halloween one? And it was the trolls, the creepy trolls. Man, I. I you don't remember that? No, I don't think I, so. Watched that when I was a little kid, and I had weird, creepy dreams. What were some of his taglines? I can't. It was Hey Vern, and then there was some, some other. You know ones. what I mean, Vern? Yeah, and then there was like. There's everything's Vern related. I think he had some other ones like. Well. Yeah. Probably a Google search away for all the listeners out there. If you're really interested in this, <laughs> you know what I mean. Go Vern? ahead and leave some uh, Ernest P. Worrell catchphrases in the comments (laughs) (laughs) you got shout them out when you know him guys shout them out when you know him that guy's a legend man (laughs) he was so yeah maddie was just telling me that he was like actually so he got famous from he was like commercial yeah he was like it was like some air conditioning company or something that like like lost their guy at the last minute and then so they threw this guy on and then like somehow it became a sensation in the town and then caught on that's hilarious see talk about determinism Destiny, bro <laughs> yeah. like you're just destined how do you stop that we always go just oh man he was just so lucky he was well, in the right place at the right time it gets confusing the paradox idea the paradox conundrum of the universe is is confusing when you try to think of it from a rational mind and it's like Hey, you cannot control the outcome, but by accepting that you cannot control the outcome, you're no longer hindering the outcome from happening. Well, see, I don't think you can hinder it. I don't. What if you believe that you can hinder it, though? If you believe you can hinder it, that was my point: is that you that all you do is suffer the ride. Mm. All you do is suffer the the ride. So, but then that would mean there's a bunch of really negative. Um, 
super self-defeating, anxiety-ridden, but like crazy successful people out there. Absolutely there is. But aren't there some people that that end up having a lot of bad experiences because they really have a negative slant on things a lot? Or is it just all, pers- it's all, is it all the same experience? Just some people are feeling it as negative. Well, let's say everybody, everybody came in. We've done this millions of times and we've had every lifetime you could possibly live. Mm-hmm. And somebody just comes in their life to be, a, to, to play out this particular, um, you know, storyline. They mm-hmm. come in and to play out their, this specific storyline. And so how what their takeaway is from that storyline is up to them so you're not changing the actual storyline you're just altering your perspective of it you know so i i don't know and i don't think anybody knows and i think the the it could be thank a, you for admitting well, that well it could be a combination of all of those things you know it could be that there's there's some you know definite mile markers in your destiny <laughs> and it could be that it's all determined. It could be that none of it is. But what I've found for myself is there are certain things that were unavoidable that are coming for you no matter what you do and certain parts of your life that can't be avoided. And whether or not they could be or couldn't be, that's the mind anyway trying to figure out what happened. You know, mm-hmm. so let's say you regret something, something terrible happened in your life and you regret it. Well, your job now is to not wonder how you could have avoided it. Your job now is to, to realize what it is that you're taking from it to move forward. And, and that's part of, I think that's part of the story as well. It's part of the, the, the timeline and how we process our own thoughts and feelings is going to, that's going to, that's going to determine how we like our life, how we enjoy our life, what we take away from yeah. our ability. Like, okay, well, is suffering just terrible and horrible all the time? Or do you l- learn from it and you can see that down the line, every time you suffered, you got better? Um, those things are perspective based and that's how you talk to yourself and that internal dialogue, I don't think could be determined that those are the choices we do have. That's the free will that if there is any, we do have, we have the free will to be able to free will speak to ourselves. Free will. And then I think it's gets sped up, man. I I really do. I think we get like pushed into this tunnel where we're allowing things to happen at a, at a greater rate. But then under that understanding, we are somehow affecting the outcome. So it's a paradox. It's a paradox. Here's a question. (laughs) Why, why are all great truths paradoxes? That's a, that's something for me. I know that they are. I've noticed this theme lately in the last few years, but I don't understand why, I guess. Well, I think in order for something to be a paradox, it has to be counterintuitive. Maybe it's the fact that... Well, what I'm getting at is is that the counter... The counter so it's, it's, the, it's the way that the brain wants to make things, the logical sense oh. it wants to make out of things. So check this out, though, bro. We live in the realm of duality. Yeah. So all the rules holding duality have They're to have the yin and the yang. Yeah. So it's like anything that really is truly... Uh, True is true and on both ends. universal of truth is also the opposite. Yep. It's so weird. It's like hard it's hard to understand through a rational mind because our physical nature in this experience is dualistic. Well, and it's funny that everything that's dual, every polarity, is actually one thing. I challenge you to a duel. Don't you find that funny? What? That everything that 
has a pole that is a duality is the same thing. It's just a spectrum of that thing. And so Meaning it's both ends of the stick. Kind all of duality thing? is oneness. <laughs> because if it, it, even in order to insinuate a duality, mm-hmm. you have to have one because they're two opposites of the same thing. Yeah. And so the same thing, the thing always exists. And so that's the Trump trippy versus part. Biden. Yeah, in politics or presidents or, you know, hot, cold, up, down, um, light, dark. It's all, it's all of the same thing. One implies the other. Yeah. And so it's a trip, dude. Yeah. That's why paradoxes exist, I think, because we're constantly going in this snake eating its tail. Every time I hear the word pattern. paradox, I... Um... Like Doc Martens? Exactly. Yeah. Did I tell you that before? No. A pair of I see a pair of Doc Martens like every time I hear the word algorithm I think of Al Gore playing the drums. Yeah, it's kind of messed up that my brain does that. <clears throat> yeah, it's very distracting. <laughs> it is distracting for me too, man. <laughs> it, like de- it derails like important. You never music. told me that, and I got that right away. <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> That's so weird. That's so weird. We're looking at this super dope Ross Terms figurine. Figurine. Figurine, we're giving it a wee big sweepstakes, man. Yeah, this is um, a Ross Terms and Jake I collaboration. It's a, um, it's like a, a resin. resin. It's The guy's name is J-Ranks. He's got a boombox head. This is like one of Ross Terms' original art pieces, and it's custom painted for us. It's got like a red, golden, green slash rainbow color, so that's going to be raffled off. Yeah, it's pretty dope. Pretty pretty sick. We have these custom, we have this huge custom wall art that someone like carved It's like 3D out, carving art yeah, stuff. of the Leaf Man, and someone's going to win that thing. We have, already have like 8,000, or like probably at this point, like 9,000, like goes up really fast, entries into the contest, which blows my mind. Is that, do we have that many people out there that are fans? crazy bunch of bernie sanders fans out there man they just want their free stuff <laughs> <laughs> just kidding oh, man jeez i do wish bernie won i mean i think he probably did but it's not about yeah. winning it's about whoever's the next in line i think it's more about what influence he had versus what position he holds because in any what he did to evolve uh, uh people's thinking in this yeah. sphere and to expose um some of the fuckery out there i think it's really funny how um it was this real there's the real strong narrative was that socialism socialism is bad and it does not work and then we immediately immediately went to where's my stimulus check yeah like directly to socialism (laughs) and everyone was all about it it's like really so i bet you all i all you republicans probably turned put put the didn't accept your stimulus checks right or did you well I don't know. People are funny. I mean, you know, every, people are funny. And again, it's the it's the polls. Everybody's got. No matter where you sit on a political spectrum, you're dealing with the same set of prejudices and on a on a different end of the spectrum. And it's it it's, just it, it it's from my pers- high and mighty perspective of being so great and wonderful. <laughs> it's hard for me to understand how people still buy into the. Um, the politics game. I don't get it. I get it. I mean, I get it. I know why it happens, but... It's for fun. Well, it sure does bring a lot of people so much stress. Well, they're not enjoying the game. But they're yeah. playing a game. You know, 
I don't know. I see it as like like any of these things are are are. It's like every single thing we can do on this planet is just because there's stuff to do here. It's like sports or something. It is, but in a different, uh, more emotionally, more emotionally like they're charged. They're wrong, and I'm right, and everything they do is crazy, and it's like these. And we think. I mean, I think people people that believe it the people that believe it matters more are the ones that get more emotionally fucked up over it. it yeah, when it, when of in, course. When in you know, it's. I don't know. I have a different perspective on 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 things like that. I think that you know we we do our best from a place of joy and love, and when we see something that is going wrong, we change it. It seems very, it seems very um, futile to try to change others' opinions about things. Yeah. Those things actually just happen with time. You know, people, people will see the truth. The truth is what it is. Well, it's weird. It's like, as we approach um, this, you know, it's like we are approaching an event, but as the earth goes more and more deeper into its evolution, you know, the collective evolution of humanity and the the collective raising of the vibration or whatever it is we're heading towards or are in the middle of right now. Um, it's almost like we're heading toward, like the raising of vibration is heading towards unity, heading towards oneness. That's what we're returning to. But it's almost like the polarization gets crazier. So it's like, it's almost like at some point there will be some inevitable split of reality mm -hmm. where it's like the poles we've become so, so far apart that like they like pop into different dimensions, you know? I mean, lots of philosophers and, you know, people have been speaking about that separation for years. And then that, and that's the time we're living in where there's literally two earths being formed in different dimensional spheres. And one will mm -hmm. stay behind because it can't, match the frequency of where some are going. And that's, that's been said like, I don't know, lots of times, bro. Said it before and I'll say it again. Um, you know, I'm having fun. That's the thing, man. It's like, I, you know, I'm no, having a good time. Enjoy the show. I saw a really good, um, meme the other day. Um, you know what I mean? Burn. You know what I, you know what I mean? Burn. Um, it was, uh, it was like what people think the revolution looks like as people in the street with gas masks and sticks or something. Was maybe maybe it was something that you posted. By the way, Skip's handling all our memes online now on the Instagram story. He's crushing it. Have you guys seen it? <laughs> He's got that Instagram story popping. But anyway, so it says what people think the 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 revolution will look like, and it's everyone in the street with you know fighting and stuff, and then. Uh, below it says what it actually looks like. And it's like a family sitting on their couch and they're reading to the kids and they're just like have a, their tight knit at home community. And it was powerful to me because it's fucking true. Cause it's like, it's all you, it's your family. It's your microcosm. It's how you are relating to your loved ones. It's how you are healing your ancestral trauma. It's not whose window you throw a rock through because they're evil. That's not how you change the world. The way that we change the world is by changing ourselves. Why is it so hard to see? Well, it's essentially rejecting parts of ourselves. Anytime we reject others, no matter which way we slice it and everybody can get on sides of the fence. Well, that means that you say that this is okay. And that's no, it's not what I'm saying at all. Nothing, nothing that is that is bad or hurts others is okay. But that's not how it is fundamentally changed by viewing the other as separate. And that's what the that's the whole that's the whole trick. Well, when you focus upon this was a, a an ama quote, I believe. 
Omashi, it was when you focus upon the demons in others, you when you focus upon the demons in others, you succumb to the same demons yourself. And so it's like you get sucked into the vibration of the world being a terrible place when you focus on the terrible aspects on it, you know? And understanding energy that we're energy beings first and foremost. I mean, when you, when you start to see that for yourself, you start to see that every time you get angry, anger doesn't change the thing you want to change. Well, it's just becoming, it's just, it's just like the gentle mindfulness and awareness of how things make you feel. And when you have a thought process and you have something that you've done a lot, which is like something triggers you, you get angry and you try to go do something about it just to be present and see how that makes you feel. Is it helping? Is it improving a situation? What are the subtle feelings with it? And, you know, I can say this about myself for a lot of my life. And I know a lot of people are in this boat where, people just don't really ever sit with themselves and take time to just like sit and feel to where they can really build that sensitivity because we're so inundated with stimulation and media and social media and technology and cell phones and constant distractions that it really, it takes our threshold way, way up to where we can't be sensitive in that yeah. way. We can't be sensitive to the little subtle feelings inside ourselves because we're inundated. Yeah. Well, and everybody always has an opinion and everybody always has a way, depending on the vibrational state of the person viewing the situation, you'll see where they're at. And so I think there's like an old, there's an old, I think it's like an old Afghani folk tale. Oh, here we go. Jesus. You know, that old Afghani folk tale. Yeah. I think it's Afghani. I'm yeah. not sure. Um, there's a, there's a guy and his son, they're they have they have a donkey and they're going into town and sick um dad's donkey riding the donkey and as they're going into town the kid's walking he's like oh look how the two people see see this happening and they go oh look how that father just let, makes his son walk what a horrible father yeah and so they heard it and they got sad and so the next day they walking into town they were like okay well you get on there son and i'll i'll walk the dog or i'll walk the donkey yeah. and so we'll go into town and then two other people were like look at that poor uh old man old, his son's making him walk or whatever other way around but yeah, yeah. yeah and so that goes on and on and everybody's always got something to say so the moral of that story is that it's like no matter what you think you're doing your intentions aren't no normally seen but if we if we put ourselves in the position of the of the compassionate caring person and we don't tend to focus in on the negative aspects of people we mm -hmm. see those things fostered in people we see that stuff blossom because you know everybody's going through what they're going through and anytime anybody lashes out it's out of pain and that pain comes from an origin that isn't the projected thing in the world it's not the thing they're saying it's about it's about what's going on inside mm -hmm. and so the more we can actually have compassion for that 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 stuff the better but you can't do that if you're like okay well that person's my political enemy or that person's my um nemesis in this area or we just have differing views so therefore you're the enemy mm -hmm. you're creating yourself to be an enemy as well because mm -hmm. you're on the other side of the table so how do you come to the middle mm -hmm. how do you how do you love both sides at the same time simultaneously mm -hmm. and not put up with any shit at, in the same breath and how do we how do we do that well we we love ourselves and we love others as ourselves that's the way it was that's the way it, it's always been said to be done you know yeah. 
Yeah. Kind of reminds me of the old uh, Turkish parable <laughs> that I heard the you, other day. Yeah. What is it? You ready? Yeah. All right. You don't have anything. That's what you think. but Okay, go. But Hit it. You got to give me a moment here to get it out of my mouth. So a farmer, one day uh, his horse runs away. And the neighbor comes over and goes, oh, that's such bad luck. The farmer goes, maybe. The next day, the horse comes. This is good, though. The next, the next day, the the horse comes back and it brings two wild horses with it. And the neighbor comes over and goes, "Wow, what good luck!" The farmer goes, "Maybe." The next day, the farmer's son is trying to ride one of these new wild horses and he falls off and he breaks his leg. The neighbor comes over and goes, "Wow, that's really bad luck." And the farmer goes, "Maybe." The next day. They find out there's a war and all the kids are getting drafted into the war and they don't draft his son because he has a broken broken leg. And the uh, neighbor comes over and says, that's really good luck. And the farmer goes, maybe. That's the end of the story. It's um, I like that one because it's all about perspective, baby. Yeah, that's good. Ain't one. no difference from a cursey and a blessy. Don't you find it interesting? Yeah, it's all just where you're standing, man. It's where you're standing, your vantage point. Yeah. Yeah. There's a there's an interesting pitfall um, around. It's not a pitfall. It's just like a, it's a, it's a tangible thing that happens. It again, it's perspective. Either it's a pitfall or it's just something yeah. that's awesome. But when you kind of start adopting this viewpoint of the world of you know everything in its is in its right order and suffering has its place and people come here to experience that and like. And also that you can't really change any outcomes of things. It has a tendency to make you um, kind of non-reactive, which people can see as insensitive. Yeah. You know, people, someone will like, you know, come up to me and say, something, oh my gosh, this happened and this happened and it's some terrible thing. And then my mom got cancer and then my dog died. And then and in my mind, I'm like, oh, how exciting, you know? Um, but you can't say that. <laughs> well, I think it comes down to commiseration and the, the old saying that misery loves company. Commiseria show. Reminds me of an old Ar- Argentinian metaphor. Uh-huh. Hit me with it. <laughs> I got nothing. Oh, okay. I was excited. Because uh, all, all the Argentinian metaphors that I've heard have been really Spot good. on, man. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Um, so that's, I guess... Um, that's our podcast, I think. I think that's it, you know. Um, just it's, happy to be here, happy to be alive, happy for time. all you people that like to listen to us. If you guys need anything, ramble. Um, if you guys need anything at all, um, then go get don't, it. Don't contact me. Yeah, go find it. Because <laughs> I'm too busy. We can't help you. I've noticed something happening <laughs> lately in the in the kind of uptick of activity with the new album coming out and all that singles being released and then all the shows and the shows being sold out is that there's like this like 800% increase in the amount of people that are contacting me just for random things. And I'm finding myself with less bandwidth to be able to like respond. And so I'm kind of not responding in a lot of cases, which I feel a little bit bad about because I kind of pride myself on always being like very accessible and kind to people. But I'm getting at a point now where I understand yeah, I I get why it can't. You can't. There's like no way to have the bandwidth to 
um, respond to that many people. It's yeah, I, mean, I think hard. I think you're, you're you're basically saying that you wish that you had the time to respond to everybody, and it's all all those people are important to you, but you don't necessarily have the time to respond to each one individually. Because the way I feel too. Yeah, it's like. I'll, I'll, most of the time I'll read your message and just be so busy with several other messages that, yeah, it's not a personal thing. Yeah. But, um, I certainly appreciate all the, the love and the reaching out and it's important to us. I um, just, I just think I need some me time, you know? <sighs> this has been the Living in Dubiously podcast. Thanks for tuning in. We love you. Yeah. Thanks for listening to us ramble. It's been a heck of a time. Peace and love. Whatever you focus upon becomes your truth.